How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Welcome to Orange and Brew, the podcast where we married our two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. I am JT Matthews. You can find me at JT Matthews 01 on Twitter. And I am here with my co-host and the doctor, Nicholas Manning, at DR underscore N Manning. And of course, here with super producer and editor and co-host, John Cronenberg at John K NFL. How we doing, boys? How's, uh, how's this Monday treating you? uh i'm just gonna go me it's good actually uh night and day had uh, some really good leg workouts the last few days nice. yesterday i was a little hip hurting worked through it had a good one today also my son turns 10 tomorrow we had his party on saturday is a video game truck super dope there's they had like screens in there and and uh xboxes and whatever whatever those kids do these days and they just they played video games for two hours and barely bothered me so it was fantastic yeah, yeah it was so cool wait setup. how how do you order a video game truck how did you figure this out even like I, yeah, i've never heard of this looking through stuff my wife pulled up the idea she's like what do you think and i was like oh that'd be that'd kill it she's like that is awesome i'm like yeah they'll do it and they won't move that that's perfect. And if you give them, did you give them any a lot of sugar or anything like that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, zebra cakes. That must have been a an amazing time for them. <laughs> yeah, they had a good time. Yeah, they enjoyed it for sure. John, how's your Monday? It's uh, it's going. You know, it's it's Monday, and it's just uh, you know, it it feels a lot earlier, or I guess later than a thir- one thirty. Uh, but it's it's all it's only then right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh it's still early. There's still time, you know. So that's good, maybe good and bad. I don't know. It just depends on how your day's been going so far. But uh regardless, we got to jump into some quick Broncos talk. Uh we've been asking for some mock drafts this week, and we got some uh delivered by some various sources. So we're just gonna jump into it. We're gonna first cover some of the AFC West, and uh we have some individuals that did some afc west mock drafts that were not broncos and so we're gonna look at them and uh give our assessments picks we like picks we don't like uh whether we would be uh impressed slash intimidated by the drafts of our our enemies uh (laughs) so let's start with this one we got uh a mock from anthony what's anthony's twitter handle doc I'm looking for it. I don't see it. Where'd you put it? I put it in the chat, bro. Oh, this chat? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the wrong chat. Anthony at M-O-B underscore Dragon King. Uh, that's a pretty cool name. Not going to lie. Yeah. He is a Raiders fan. 
gross, but no. we appreciate no. his we we appreciate his interaction, uh, nonetheless. So we'll just run through it real quick. Uh, with seventh overall pick, they select quarterback C.J. Stroud in this mock. Um, thirty eighth pick, Dewan Jones, Ohio State offensive tackle. Uh, pick seventy, Clark Phillips, quarterback out of uh, Utah. Clark Phillips the third. My apologies. Uh, pick 100, Darius Rush, cornerback out of South Carolina. Back-to-back cornerbacks, interesting. Uh, 109, Andre Carter, edge out of Army. Uh, 141, Luke Schoonmaker, Michigan tight end. Uh, 144, Byron Young, Alabama, uh, defensive lineman. Uh, 174, Jarrett Patterson, interior offensive line uh, out of Notre Dame. 204, man, that's a lot of picks. 204, Daniel Scott, safety, uh, out of Cal. 214, oh, my dude, my guy, Mohamed Ibrahim, running back out of Minnesota. Uh, 220, Grant DeBose, wide receiver out of Charlotte. And 231, Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver out of Maryland. That's a lot of picks. How many picks is that? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 picks. That's yeah. crazy. That's a lot. Uh, how do we feel about this mock? I think that it's a pretty darn solid mock, and it would make me sad if uh, the Raiders picked that many Ohio State guys or guys that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your reaction first. What do you? How do you feel <laughs> I mean, I think he picked good players. Obviously, you know, I think CJ Stroud is going to be good. I just do. Uh, Dwan Jones, I think, is is probably. You know, you can probably set him at right tackle now, and he'd be fine. Uh, he, he, I mean, obviously he'd develop a little bit, but I, I think he's pro ready uh, for the most part. Uh, I like the back-to-back corner picks. You know, for them, that's something that they need, and these are both guys that um, have some upside. I just think through and through, it's a pretty solid draft that I would be sad if the the Raiders actually made. Uh, would you agree with that, Doc? Yeah, I'd be sad. Yeah. I'd be I'd be mad at him too because um, yeah, good job. Is is for sure. Is terrible. Don't ask me how he. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Um, I even like, you know, Shoemaker. We've talked about him on the pod before. Jarrett Patterson, who I believe is a three year starter, right, in at Notre Dame, which is uh, yeah, I believe so. A, no small task to um they turn out offensive linemen up there so i i think that it's a good draft i'm not sold on cj Stroud. just okay yeah um because he's an ohio state quarterback no just it, the the issue isn't necessarily the ohio stateness <laughs> it is i mean you see right juan jones is drafted at 38 well his buddy paris is Drafted top ten probably. Mm-hmm. Those are your tackles, and we've talked about the the center Whipler, and uh, you know if you're, you know, and potentially he's a second or third round guy. I mean that's your offensive line. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the receivers you're throwing to. It's just really hard to evaluate who makes who. Uh, and uh, that's Fair been enough. has been a challenge. It's kind of the Alabama question, right? Like I mean, who makes who? It's Oklahoma. It's all that stuff. When you were getting elite receiver talent it's hard to understand who and you know if you're never getting touched um it's hard to know whether or not you can play in a league full of pressure 
Yeah, I think it's a especially legitimate issue, not issue, but a concern uh, because he's not a mobile quarterback. Right. And so he's he's relied on those players even more so than a lot of these other guys in the draft, like the more mobile guys that can kind of create space and plays for themselves. John, what do you think of the draft overall? Yeah, I agree with you guys both. I I, I kind of hate it just because it, it is so good and unlike the Raiders, really. Uh, and how Mark Davis would operate. Um, you know, I, I was thinking maybe for a quarterback, they'd like someone with a, you know, a bigger arm. I Not to say that Stroud doesn't have a big arm, but just someone who it, it just naturally comes out with zip. That's something that, uh, you know, that Al Davis liked as well, having those vertical receivers and stuff like that, even though that's kind of changed with McDaniels there. Uh, he does a little bit of different style. Um for me, man, this just knocks it out of the park, though. You're getting two cornerbacks, I feel, that can uh, do different things for you and both can be special. You're getting an edge that I think is, is slipping just because of kind of, of being a part of the Army and, uh, you know, also being um, just maybe a little skinnier. I, honestly, they're, they're just taking quality players throughout this entire draft. So uh, kudos, honestly. Uh, there, there's nothing I can say but other than I would hate this to happen to the Raiders. <laughs> uh, just because you know we don't root for them, and I think this would be a class for a lot of potential for years and years to come. And if Stroud isn't the guy, at least it's it's you know giving the the Raiders something to work with uh, until the, you know they can find out if he isn't the guy, and then they can go ahead and move on. They they'll have those picks again, high up picks to draft someone a uh, quarterback high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fill fill your need now. You know, take a take a chance on a on a one of the better QB uh, QBs in this class. And then if it works out, you'll great. And if it doesn't, then you'll probably be back in this position at some point in the near future. So, you know, I think that's with every quarterback though. I hate to say it. I think, yeah, yeah, that's you know, fair. it's uh, we're not a hundred percent sure on every single one of these guys. They all have some uh, concerns out there and that's led to, you know, um, you know, hopefully these guys work out, but if not, these teams could be very well back here in, in two years, three years. For sure. Uh, Anthony, thank you. We appreciate you listening and giving us a mock. Um, next time, do a worse job, please. Um, <laughs> or just somehow do this for the Broncos for us. That, that'd be yeah, yeah, fantastic. Right. Make five uh, picks into something special. Exactly. I did that okay. the last few times. Did you stop it? it I, I, it's very true. Yeah, you got it for me. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's do a Chargers mock that was sent to us by uh, Yordi. That's at Yordi Broncos on Twitter. And uh, Chargers. Let's see. The Chargers are. I don't know how to feel about the Chargers. How are we feeling about the Chargers right now? I feel like they have always like. At least for the like last two or three years have been kind of just under. Performing. You know, I think they get to the playoffs. Uh, and then they just kind of let everyone down, and it feels like that it's been that way for a long time. Am I am I imagining that? No. Okay. I mean, it's it's their whole history, right? I mean, it's the Air Coriel. I mean, their mm-hmm. numbers can't really win those playoffs. Um, you know, you got one run in there where they it was a stay at Humphreys, made it ninety four, and then you know ran into the buzzsaw that was the ninety four. Um, 49ers and then the Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees 
era amounted to zero Super Bowls. I think one AFC Championship game appearance. Uh, yeah. I recall, you know, uh, LT said, I mean, they have, they've had talent. So the fact that they haven't been able to make it work uh, says, a, says a ton. Um, not a lot of really stellar additions, in my opinion. Essentially, uh, kept some some guys in house. Signed uh-huh. Eric Kendricks, um, really nice linebacker. Um, yeah, that was a good signing. Yeah, however, it was a uh, you know I don't I don't know necessarily that it moves the needle. And then you got the uh, disgruntled uh, Austin Eckler, so we'll see how that goes. So I I don't know if I expect them to be significantly better. Sure. Uh, yeah. So. Well, let's let's see if this draft uh, changes your overall opinion on that. Uh, mm-hmm. With the first pick in the first round, uh, pick twenty-one, uh, you already selected for the Chargers, Jordan Addison, uh, wide receiver out of USC, pretty highly touted guy. Uh, round two, pick fifty-four, he has them selecting uh, linebacker Dayon Henley out of Washington State. Round three, pick 85, cornerback Trevarius Hodges-Tomlinson, TCU cornerback. Uh, round four, 125, edge KJ Henry out of Clemson. Uh, round five, 156, cornerback Starling Thomas, the fifth. There's a lot of Starling Thomases in that family. Yeah. <laughs> round round no, six. Starling. Yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta nail it, right? Like, you got to keep it going. Um. Round six, pick 200, uh, Jared Clark, Coastal Carolina, uh, defensive lineman. And round seven, pick 239, Edge, uh, Ochoan Mathis, uh, Edge out of Nebraska. Uh, Give us your knee-jerk reaction, John. Yeah, for me, this is just the team uh, slightly, you know, I I just – my reaction yeah. is they're they're getting ready to fill in some slots for players that are going to leave in the next year year or two essentially, yeah. and it, it doesn't feel like this is going to be something where they're going to gain much uh, traction going to get them further in the playoffs, get them further in the AFC West. Uh, you know, again, I understand that this does hit some of their needs, but I feel like uh, the players aren't going to aren't going to see the field quite yet. I really like the the pick of in the fifth round Thomas and then uh, in the sixth round uh, with Clark, uh, but otherwise you know Addison. Uh, I'm starting to hear that you know the teams are less and less high on these receivers, so um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how many wide receivers end up going. And if so, what does uh, what does Addison mean for Keenan Allen? Really, does that put Keenan Allen on the books because he's always injury prone? Uh, we've seen that for years where it's been beneficial to the Broncos, actually, a few times, if I recall. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's one of those things where I, I and I think that that's where you go with is if you bring in Addison, that means you're saying goodbye to one of your receivers in Williams or, or in Allen. Yeah, it's a good point. I. Um, Doc, how do you feel about Addison? I feel I feel like he is more of a boomer bust pick. I think he's got some upside, but I. He hasn't shown a ton of consistency. Uh, he has he's pretty high volume uh in college, but had some drops um that have kind of marred his career a little bit. You'd like that pick for them, especially a wide receiver in the first round. It's always tough for the wide receiver in the first yeah. round. 
looking at the roster, it kind of depends on they have some good players in positions, in particular the defensive front, etc. But not necessarily what I would call like gaping holes. I do think planning for for they run a three receiver set usually, so running a uh, a receiver in the first round now, I think, uh, could you get some bang for your buck at 21? I think you could. I think Addison offers something different. The rest of their guys are pretty, you know, I think they're like 6'2 and up uh, for the most part. Um, Balmer, Williams, and and Allen, I think they're all relatively big dudes. So I think he offers you something different. So if you feel confident in your ability to be able to utilize him short intermediate routes specifically, I think that that's probably a good pick. It's kind of a luxury pick. Um, I do like the the cornerback. I just don't think you can have enough. Um, Clark, I really like as a player. I think you're yeah. going to see some movement. I doubt Cleo Mack is back next year. I don't think that they'll bring back Kenneth Murray. He's one-dimensional. He just has never got good going backwards. So um, Henley is a, is probably a good pick. So I really like John's assessment. It very much is kind of a 2024 draft. You see how far this will go because you're probably punting on Brennan Staley if they don't have a really long run. So kind of resetting that and, and getting some uh, some depth so that you can plan for uh, for next year. They don't have a lot of cap room. They're going to have to plan on, on paying uh, Herbert. So, you know, really bringing in guys that you can hopefully have start someone next year uh, so you can move on up, off of uh, some pricey bets. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think it's, again, I'm, I'm not super impressed, uh, not to say Jordy did a, a bad job, but it just, I, I think, like you said, a luxury pick <clears throat> for wide receiver in the first round. I don't know that I would have gone that direction. Um, but I, I understand why, you know, I, I get the sentiment yeah. there. Yeah. The reasoning uh, reasonings there. Could they have, yeah, used- for sure. Do they have used something different? Probably. Um, do we think Trey Pipkins is a long-term right tackle? Right. I wouldn't. They did resign him, so maybe they like him more than than some. Uh, I don't believe so. I think that that could have been a um, something there. I don't know who was on the board on the defensive front, uh, but they don't have a lot of pass rush there. Joseph Day and Austin Johnson are, are good, yeah, yeah. Players, but they're not you know, guys that are going to collapse the pocket or anything like that. So could you have made some adjustments? Yeah. Could you have added maybe a safety to push Alani Gilman who, uh, or I'm sorry, a low, a low he Gilman. Probably. Uh, they got JT Woods last year, but he wasn't ready. My dude. And, and uh, their secondary got smoked a lot last year. So could you get a nickel? And, and they did in the middle of the rounds, but I think that there were some other areas that they could have attacked for immediate you know, immediate uh, upgrades potentially. Yeah, yeah. I do like the KJ Henry grab in the fourth round. I think he's yeah, probably a better value than that. So if you can get him in the fourth, that's good rotational pass rush guy. Um, yeah. So I do like that get. Uh, let's jump to the last one we're going to do today, which is also from Yordi, which is a Chiefs mock. Um, and we'll just run through it. Round one, pick 31. Wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina, uh, round two, pick 63. Edge, uh, Tuli, Tuli, uh, Tui Poloto, sorry for murdering that. I apologize. Uh, round three, pick 95. Edge, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. Uh, round four, 122, cornerback Jalen Jones, Texas A&M. Uh, round 
four, 134. Halfback Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. Uh, round five, 166. Safety Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio State. Around six, 178. Wide receiver Jalen Reno Cropper out of Fresno State. Round six, uh, pick 217. Quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Round seven, 249. Linebacker uh, Michael Jones, Syracuse. And round seven, 250. Uh, defensive line Jacob Slade, Michigan State. Uh, Doc, any of those picks stand out to you in particular? Um, no. I mean, I really like the uh, two. two. I know. We got to get that we'll one get down. It. We'll get it. Uh, I like that pick for them. I don't know that they would go back to, I think that that's probably just value selections more than anything. You go back to back edges after Karloff. Kistis last year. Yeah. I thought he played pretty well. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, you say it a lot, right? Can't ever have enough in that in that room. A lot of receivers that they uh, got, which kind of makes sense for what they do. Um, Jalen Jones is an okay prospect. Uh, I like Sean Tucker. I think Sean Tucker in their offense with that speed, that's probably my favorite pick, which is kind of weird to say. Yeah. Fourth round running back that can take – uh, any play to the house. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson late. That's kind of interesting for, you know, maybe some packages. Andy Reid's super, super mm-hmm. creative. Uh, you know, a, a backup that can do some of the same stuff and is a better athlete on paper, right? Like uh, the typical athletic traits than Patrick Mahomes. So that could be helpful. So, uh, yeah, I like, I, not overly, like I'm not overly impressed if if this was their draft. As a Broncos fan, I wouldn't necessarily be worried, uh, but I think it's a solid draft. And as the Chiefs need to go, solid probably does respect. Yeah, yeah. John, do you agree with that? Yeah, you know, when it comes first to Josh Downs, I, you know, I admit I'm not too high on him as a receiver compared to some receivers in, in previous classes years. <laughs> but uh, I think he would work well with the Chiefs and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and when it comes to his second pick, Tuli 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 Pelotu, uh, I really do like. I think you know the question is, do you have him as an edge, or do you move him inside and have him gain some weight, be that five technique that can also kind of again push out to the edge sometimes and, and cause some confusion. Uh, if so, I really do like that pick. Uh, I think he's very versatile. Versatile. Um, so some for me, I think that's a Chiefs pick because again, it's something that you know we don't really know what, what they're going to use him for at this time. Uh, and again, when you're talking about Sean Tucker, we've we've heard some you know better news on him. Sounds like you know he's healing up, starting to do well, did well in his pro day, had some good numbers, and then from there, you know, you're just getting some a lot of good depth guys. Uh, I know uh, Yordy really likes guys that can also play special teams, so he is definitely considering that as well. That's something that just, you know, I think we all have to consider, and um, I think that's for one thing, especially when you hit those where he's he's starting to layer in those. It's at 178. You know, that's where you can make sure, you know, say, hey, if I want to get a guy to be on the end of my roster, he better be able to play special teams. So that's what I think he's going with there. Yeah, I, I, I think that wide receiver Josh Downs, I think it's an interesting pick. I feel like it's kind of a uh, repeat skill set. I, I kind of see a little bit of Kadarius Tony 
you know, when I when I think of him, I think of like a slot guy that can get some yardage after the catch, which I feel like is really mm-hmm. probably Tony's main, uh, probably where he would be, excel in uh, the NFL. Uh, and Sky Moore, I kind of view a little bit the same way. So it's interesting to see uh, he went that direction with wide receiver. I agree with Doc, actually. Sean Tucker is my favorite pick of this, <laughs> this draft, weirdly. Uh, he's one of my guys that is a little bit on on the sleeper train for me. I think someone's going to get a really good player out of him uh, in long term. And I do like the the Ronnie Hickman pick. I think, like you were saying, John, if you're looking for a, a really good special teamers, I think that's a guy that's going to come in and do that and also provide you some depth at the safety position. So overall, I think it's a good draft. Uh, I don't know that I would fear it if the Broncos, uh, if that's what, the Chiefs did at the end of the day as a Broncos fan, but um, I think some solid picks in there for sure. Uh, let's take a quick break. Let's jump on the other side. We've got a few Broncos mocks, which is what you're, you've been waiting for. And then we will, uh, uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're going to do some Broncos mocks. Um, Where should we start? Let's start. Let's start with Yordi since he sent us one and we've been doing his anyways. We had to shout it out his Twitter handle. Um, and it's quick, no trades, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, five picks. So let's hit him real quick. So round three, pick 67, uh, tackle Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. Uh, round three, pick 68, Joe Titman, uh, center, Wisconsin. Round four, pick 108. Edge, Zach Harrison, Ohio State. Round five, pick 139. Halfback, Israel. Uh, Abani Kanda. Abani Kanda. Uh, I think I got that. And then round six, 195. Guard, Emil Okior Jr. out of Alabama. Uh, quick reaction to this one. I think we can run through pretty, pretty quickly. I think we've talked about almost all these guys at some point. Uh, yeah. John, give me, John, oh. give me a good uh, I know I switched it up. You on did you. good. You did good. Well, it's, for it's, me, for sorry, me, I was on say this it's one. offensive lineman heavy, so I wanted to go to John first. No, yeah, I mean, Tipman, I think that is a e- easy selection, especially if you're in a no trade scenario. I think that's someone who you can come in here, compete day one, and I think he can definitely. Uh, push Cushenberry out of that starting role. I think that that's definitely a possibility. He's been trained well at Wisconsin and he knows uh, multiple systems. And I, I don't think it would be too difficult for him to slide right into that uh, role at center. Uh, Bergeron, I mean, again, I think that's someone you're looking towards to develop a couple of years, see what happens uh, with Garrett Bowles. Uh, and if, you know, again, with um, McGlinchey and see where their deals stand and, and and essentially you know if if when it is time to move on you know you have someone there ready for you which is great Zach Harrison I think is another guy that um you know it's an Ohio State guy this a lot of Ohio State guys are going right now um so I know yep. I know you're liking that JT but uh you know a <laughs> lot of people like Zach Harrison for that edge if you're to get him a little bit later and I think again he's someone who would bring something a little bit different compared to uh like Baron Browning uh, so I really like this this uh, this class. Maybe wish he went with a, a tackle instead of a, a guard at the end there in the sixth round. But you got to go with your BPA, and if that's his BPA, go with it because we we yeah. need depth on, uh, as a guard as well. 
Yeah, three of the five picks are offensive line. You, would you be good with that, Doc? Yeah, for sure. I, I think finding an area and attacking it. I think that that's a. Sometimes there's like this the shotgun spray method, right? You're like, I'm just going to hit all of it and hope something. And then I think there's very much the targeted. Let's throw resources. You went and signed Ben Powers. You went and signed Mike McGlinchey. Why not overdo it? Because uh, you have only so many resources you can provide money-wise to the offensive line. If one or two or, heck, all three of these guys stick, that's a really good problem to have, which means that you can start making some financially sound decisions and utilize that money elsewhere. So uh, I'd be for it. I think, you know, maybe it's overkill, but I think in an area that has been a weakness for a long time, if you're going to overkill, at least pick something that you've really struggled at. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I don't mind it. It is a little bit of a boring draft in a way. You know, I think when you get a, a, that many offensive linemen, it's it's less sexy. I, th- I think John probably thinks the opposite. He probably thinks it's an exciting draft to get that many offensive linemen. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I would be fine with it. I, I like going for an edge. Um, I think we need a new center. So Titman, I think, would go right in there. Like you said, Bergeron would be kind of a developmental guy. And then you pick uh, a halfback that, can produce and and uh depth interior linemen i'd be okay with that harrison i think is a guy i, I would be surprised if he was there at 108 but if he was i would jump all over that so yeah uh overall i think it's a pretty good draft even though it uh there's only five picks which makes me sad um but is the reality of our situation at the moment um <laughs> uh thanks jordy jordy for uh sending in all those mocks for us we appreciate you uh hopefully we uh we didn't we weren't too hard on you and if we were then i apologize and please continue to listen to our show um (laughs) uh let's jump to some other mocks uh thurman at thurman 39322134 on twitter sent us a few mocks as well uh so we're gonna run through those real quick starting with uh this one Pick 67, defensive lineman Gervin Dexter out of Florida. 68, Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback Miami. Uh, 122, uh, Alusagun Oluwatimi, interior offensive lineman, Michigan. Uh, 134, Chase Brown, running back, Illinois. 140, Keyshawn Boutte, B-O-U-T-T-E, wide receiver, LSU. Uh, 178, Brenton Strange, tight end, Penn State. 190, Trey Dean, the third, South uh, safety out of Florida. 192, D. Winters, linebacker, TCU. And uh, 145, DJ Johnson, edge, Oregon. Uh, Doc, any of these picks stand out to you? How do you feel about this mock overall? Uh, it's it's like a boomer bust mock, which. I think if you are drafting where the Broncos are drafting, um, it's worst places to be. Chase Brown, fantastic athlete, Abute. Um, it really talented receiver, questionable work ethic, all that stuff. Um, the first three picks are all, you know, really athletic guys who have question marks. Uh, same with Trey Dean. Um, but I like them all. I think that they're all players that can come and contribute. If four of them hit, 
after I only have him five picks or something like that, uh, I, I think that that would be a good draft. Don, you agree with that? Yeah, you know, uh, for me with uh, this one, um, are are we going to his other one now? Let's wrap this one real quick, and then we'll hit the other one. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think one thing that uh, I, I really liked was, you know, him going and getting, uh, you know, the Dexter from uh, from Florida. I think, uh, Doc, you've kind of convinced me he'd be the better defensive lineman to, to add to the Broncos rotation uh, just because of the – why are you nodding like that? Why are you nodding? Tell me. You let, you let Doc talk you into that? Come on. Well, it, it just it makes sense to get someone who can really kind of get in there and, and penetrate. I think he did a really good job with some of those early picks, but um, yeah, it just uh, for me, I think the, the early picks were sound, and it just kind of turns into a lot of hit and miss. When it comes to Stevenson, I, I felt like last year I was higher on him uh, when yeah. he was kind of a sleeper. At that point, uh, he came back. He did a real good job. Made his draft stock go up when he came back to Miami. But for me, it just uh, did not it, – it, it, it's not worth that early of a pick for me at this point for Stevenson. Sure. Okay. I can see that. Uh, I'm not a Gervin Dexter guy. I'm, I'm just okay. not. I think he – I think if you're going boom or bust with him, I think you're more likely to bust, uh, unfortunately. So don't love the pick. Um, He's I, definitely I get, a traits guy. You got to feel like there was something missing sure. and – yeah, he's a traits guy, one hundred. I mean, his his athleticism for his size is crazy. No, um, but I just feel like he didn't. He gets he blocked by no one. Put it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it made it makes me a little nervous. Uh, that pick, I actually like Stevenson. Uh, again, at that value, I don't know that that's the correct value. But if we came out way with him uh, at some point, I would be okay with it. I love a cornerback who will tackle, so uh, that's just a a big a big plus for me. Um. Otherwise, I think you know it's a solid draft. I I I like the risk on some of the up upside trades. Uh, it doesn't strike me as uh, a Sean Payton, I mean a George Payton draft, but who knows what that's going to look like moving forward. All right, let's look at Thurman's second draft here uh, that he sent us because uh, he did more than one. So we're gonna we're gonna read at least this one as well. So sixty eight Broncos select Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse. 70, Tucker Craft, tight end, South Dakota State. Uh, pick 100, uh, Ricky Stromberg, center, Arkansas. Um, 115, Michael Wilson, wide receiver, Stanford. 116, Roshan Johnson, running back, Texas. Uh, 139, Isaiah McGuire, edge, Missouri. 144, Colby Wooden, defensive lineman, Auburn. And 145, Daniel Scott, safety, Cal. Um, what stands out here in this one for you, John? Any uh, any picks you like or don't like in particular? Well, I mean, I, of course, I'm going to tout one of my guys in, in Ricky uh, Stromberg. Yep. I, I really do believe that he can be a top one. Literally, he's no, player 100 in this draft that we yeah. have. <laughs> so I believe he's a top 100 guy. I think, uh, again, like what he can produce at center is something that uh, is a little akin to what uh, Cushionberry can do, but I think he can take it to the next next level. Really yeah. be able to get to the second, you know, the, the second level of uh, defenses, make these blocks, really help and, and have that kind of wide body 
that that Sean Payton likes. Um, also, you know, we've heard about Garrett Williams being a, a firm, you know, day two guy. So that's obviously very interesting for the pick 68 that shows that that one is really valuable. I'm not yeah. sure if he's a corner or safety. Do you, do you know yet? I don't know. I, it's interesting. He's got, I think he has the skills to be a Both. corner, but yeah, but I, I don't know. I would probably prefer him at safety. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's it'll be interesting to see to evaluate him. Uh, it'll and I think that he he's just versatile. You know, he just yeah. gives you. He's able to give you some different looks and some different, uh, you know, some some physicality out there, which I think is is a nice. Uh, which is probably why I lean a little safety, but uh, yeah, I think so. It shakes out. Yeah, I think though with this class there being such a light on the safeties, personally, at least how that's mm-hmm. how I view it. Um, some teams may want to just go ahead and have him start immediately at that safety position. I prefer to start him at corner and then, you know, if things don't work out. You move him to safety. I think that's what you do with all your corners first. But um, if if not, hey, I think that's a fantastic pick corner or safety, whichever way you want to go. Because yeah. the Broncos, you can make an argument for both needing some assistance. Yeah. No, I like that pick. That's probably that and Roshan Johnson. I like that pick a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. running back out of Texas at 116. Um, I'd be okay taking him at that pick. Um, though there's guys I like later in the draft too. So I wouldn't, I don't think it's a necessary pick for them to get a running back at that point, but I like, I like Johnson. I think he's got some potential to be uh, not a workhorse back, but a good rotational back and maybe even kind of a, a you know, a 70, 30 type of uh, workload back. Yeah. Um, the only question I have with this one is Tucker Craft tight end South Dakota State, just because it seems like it's a, a position that is not a need position. Um, right. I, I, I think your uh, not Yordy um, Thurman here tends to like him because he had, he sent us a third mock that we're probably not going to be able to get to, but it also has the Broncos taking Tucker Craft. So maybe I need to look into this guy because Thurman seems to think he's good, but um and I don't know much about him, but it just seems like a duplication of of Greg Dulcich and and uh, to take him that early seems a little bit uh, out of characteristic, uh, out of character. But I think that overall, I like I like the draft he's put together. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the one uh, head scratcher for me. I'm not saying that. Uh, Tucker is is essentially a bad pick in, in craft, uh, more or less. A lot of people think highly of him. I've seen him in usually day three, more the, kind of the end of round three, though. Yeah, um, is where I've seen more of the earlier pick for him. And I just think the Broncos have so many other needs, um, even though he he handles them well going uh, further on in the draft. Um, I think you have other needs that you want to attack a little bit earlier before you head yeah. in, and go ahead and get grab a tight end. Um, just because, that? again, with uh, with the way this depth is set, is set up for this draft. Yeah, and I mean, we still got Albert O, believe it or not. You know, he's still kicking around. So maybe maybe he will uh, make a resurgence this year. You never know. You, you never know. I'm uh, I'm somewhat doubtful, but you know what? <laughs> it, you know what? If anyone can activate a big tight end that is uh, almost a receiver, that sounds like something Sean Payton can do. And, sure. and he did things with that with Jimmy Graham, even though, again, different body set. But, you know, Jimmy Graham was was special and, and Sean Payton definitely elevated him to be that way. For sure. For sure. Uh, 
friend of the the pod, the show, uh, Cam Parker. Uh, we we stole his off of Twitter, so don't tell him. But we're gonna go over Cam's really quick because we figured he probably wouldn't mind. Um, and I thought it was interesting. He just did a straight five five pick mock. Uh, Joe Tipman uh, at sixty seven. Gervin Dexter, defensive line, Florida at 68. Uh, at 108, Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, Mississippi. 139, Sean Tucker, running back, Syracuse. And 195, Makai Gardner, cornerback, LSU. Um, solid, solid picks, I think. You know, I think I, I've been on the record now saying I'm not a huge Gervin Dexter believer, but if you're going to take a risk, take a risk on the upside. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, Again, with with Dexter, uh, it's a it's a pill you kind of have to swallow and and live with it. I I do kind of get the some of these regime vibes again, which yeah, really yeah. does frighten me, um, just because you know, similar body types. I feel I, I'm just I'm just nervous is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, seeing some of the other guys that he's getting, Makai Gardner, I like at one ninety five. I think that's again someone with potential, someone who can sit behind uh, Mathis and Sertan and fill in if needed uh, for that. You know, if there's an injury on the outside, big long body guy just kind of needs to play up to his potential essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then the other pick that's interesting is Jonathan Mingo. A lot of people are very high on him as the slot wide receiver, the big uh, big slot wide receiver, um, to be someone to essentially um, take place of KJ Hamler and those other guys that were sp- supposed to stretch the field. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not quite sure if he's that guy, and I think that's something that you talked about a little bit earlier. Is, is he going to be that guy going to be able to stretch the field vertically for the right. Broncos, am I correct? Or am I speaking for you there? No, no, you're right. It's it's one of those things where it's yeah. He he may not have the long speed. It'll be interesting to see. I think he he generates more yards after catch with his strength and his uh you know his physicality, which I think is great too. Um, you don't necessarily need your slot guy to be a a home run hitter. You know, it's nice if they can. Um, but if he can be consistent, I kind of worry about his ability to catch outside of his frame a little bit. He didn't do uh, that to a real high degree. Um, That's always a concern. Yeah. Yeah. When when I'm seeing always body catches, um, I understand why it's, it's it's just so much easier at times, but you want to see the players make a habit of using Mm -hmm. their hands. And, but I I agree that sometimes when those balls are coming in fast, you want to make sure you secure it. I understand, but uh, sometimes you just want to see those hand catches because you know in the NFL that's where you're going to have to be able to make your your money at. Yeah, exactly. It's got it's got to be able to translate. You know, you've got to be able to make plays on the ball in the NFL because everyone's trying to make a play on the ball, and those defensive guys are elite. You know, and so you've got to be able to go get it if you need to be able to go get it. Um, oh yeah, solid solid uh, little. Yes, yeah, so this is a solid. Game. You know, we're we're all looking for that center. Tipman, I think is is honestly a. Uh, Dream, you know, I, I hope he's there at sixty-seven for the Broncos to grab, and I think in, in any mock, I would be happy to see him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's hit last one, friend of the pod, Jolene uh, at Uganda's Joy um, zero one on Twitter. Jolene did a a live full mock uh, draft with uh, thirty-one other people and came away with some great trades, some future picks. Uh, and quite a few 
uh, picks. I think they ended up, uh, I think she ended up with 12 picks for the Broncos. Um, not I, I want to know who she's trading away. Is I hope not Sutton. You know, I hope there's no, you know, the only guy going away is maybe Okwe Banam. <laughs> yeah, she, she lists her trades, actually, and there's no name, no personnel in there. It's just trades. Okay. Trading, nice. trading back from 68, trading back from uh, 108. Recouping trading, picks. Yeah, trading back from 139. So just, yeah, just getting some more... Uh, more darts, as uh, George Payton likes to say, to throw at the dartboard. Yes. Uh, let's run through them real quick. Sixty-seven, pick sixty-seven. Uh, Adi Tom- Tomiwa uh, Adebowore. I'm probably murdered that, but it, I'm, that's as good as it's going to get for me for now. Defensive yeah. end, Northwestern. Uh, Ninety-nine. Look, Luke Weipler or Whipler. Uh, center, Ohio State. One hundred two. Uh, Tajay Spears, running back, Tulane. Uh, 114, Noah Sewell, interior linebacker, uh, Oregon. Uh, 155, Carrington Valentine, cornerback, Kentucky. Uh, 184, Nick Soldaviri, uh, offensive line, Dominion. Uh, I, I don't know, OL, she didn't put OT uh, or interior, so I'm guessing. I think he was an offensive tackle that the yeah, I think he's had a in for a 30-man 30 30 visit. Yeah, I think he's a tackle. So this would be a, a good player, obviously thinking ahead for the uh, kind of yeah. later rounds. True. Um, 187, Mike Morris, edge out of Michigan. Uh, 198, Ronnie Hickman, safety, Ohio State. 215, Griffin Herbert, tight end, uh, slash fullback, Louisiana Tech. Uh, 233, Dallas Daniels, wide receiver, Jackson State. And 237, Dylan Horton, edge out of TCU. Um, I feel like Jolene did a great job. She addressed yeah. needs. She got uh, high end talent. Uh, who, who, which ones st- stand out to you? Well, what stands out to me is how many Ohio State guys are going in <laughs> every single one of these mocks. I mean, I yeah. can't. It, it's going to make me, you know, feel sick for a little bit, and then I'm going to get <laughs> used to the player, get their personality, and and we'll wash away that Ohio State grunge that i know you love so much. i love it i love it um but i do like i do like what she did with uh getting a center and wipler yeah. uh, i think that's someone that you can count on an immediate guy who can step in for uh cushionberry and honestly compete day one uh and you know i think that that's one of the few guys that really can do that um and, and again with the defensive end uh i'm not going to try to pronounce his name it's just it's not for me in the cards today guys Ade, the, Ade i think Ade, yes uh, i don't have it, it in you. front of i don't have it in front of me yeah, yeah. so I, I can't even make an attempt even uh, but he, he's a he's an interesting guy uh, an edge really for kansas uh or is it from kansas state am i correct or am i thinking of adebowore yeah. is that northwestern Oh, Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, again, uh, a guy that can do some edge, uh, can play defensive end in certain systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'd have him as an edge here. He'd be more of someone to, you know, be more with Gregory in that power set kind of uh, different than Bonito who has that uh, bendy ability that hasn't quite translated yet. But again, only one year, we can't be too hard on him there. Um, otherwise, worried. Otherwise, again, I think we've we've said this a few times. We keep seeing that there's going to be running backs later on uh, in the draft. And also we feel like uh, 
you know, if not, you can find someone in, in the free agency. still. So, you know, once uh, these guys are really there for cheap and they, they want a roster spot, they want to get on. And I, I think you can find uh, a running back a few different ways. So I don't reach for, for Spears quite that early, but I know he's a, a favorite of a lot of people because of what he's shown in the, the senior bowl and then different uh, kind of bowls yeah. uh, of projects. So um, I think overall, this is a great draft. Uh, Mike Morris uh, is an interesting guy from Michigan. I'm not really sure where he stands in terms of his body and his frame. I think that's going to be similar to um, Walker that we used to have from uh, Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just feel like he's going to be some guy that you have to figure out what you're going to do with him and then like stick to it. Let's like, let's make it the plan and stick to it. Same thing with Justin Hollins when we had him in here, let's not make him play edge and, you know, inside linebacker, let's stick to a position. And I think that's a way you get the most out of Mike Morris. Otherwise I think he's going to be kind of wandering with no position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Overall. Yeah. I think, Jolene's done a nice job here. You know, I like uh, Wipler, obviously, his guy. Uh, I think it might be. I don't know if it's Doc's top guy. I think Tipman, Tipman is like his preferred guy. Yeah. Um, and then I think maybe Wipler after that, assuming I'm guessing, you know, no. I mean, really we got to consider, you know, uh, John Michael Schmidt kind of from uh, Minnesota. You know, yeah. he's gone. You know, that's one where we we can't figure out a way for him to work out, even to come to the yeah. Broncos. It's a great pipeline dream, but I can't figure out a, a single scenario where that yeah. happens. Where <laughs> I can see some of these other centers working their way and being a, you know, other other teams having different choices in centers where uh, you can have one fall to you uh, versus. Yeah, well, some team's going to get him and, and be happy with the, the Minnesota product. For sure, yeah. I think he is the the top center prospect. That, yeah. I think he's, he's the pipe dream. But uh, I think between the three of us, we're all pretty high on Tittman, Weibler, and Strong. Oh, yeah. I think there's yeah. good options there, which is nice. Um, Sewell, I think, is an interesting selection. You know, I think it's – he – I don't know. I, I I have mixed feelings about him. I love the way he plays. You know, he, he plays every down. He's got some pass rush skills. Uh, he's got, you know, pretty good size, uh, you know, strength. Things that you like uh, at a Mike linebacker. Um, but again, it's not a, a position of need at the moment. Maybe if you're you're planning on moving on from, from Jewel at some point or, uh, you know, if you just want some depth then he's definitely a good addition. Um, and, you know, NFL pedigree is his brother, brother of Pene Sewell. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're brothers. So got one on the lines. Maybe he, he fits well with the lines, but you know, yeah. honestly, when I'm thinking about it, um, it, you know, he really just feels like a two man uh, kind of guy, uh, two yeah. down guy, player. Uh, I just really don't see it working out uh for for denver at least this year where they want to invest in a, a linebacker that's a two down guy if you wanted a guy that could blitz i think there was there's plenty of other guys you can get sure. for cheap uh if you wanted a blitzing linebacker you could have gotten devin devin bush honestly uh out of once he was done with pittsburgh in this offseason for <laughs> fairly cheap so um I don't know if I want a specialized linebacker like that quite yet right now. I'd rather, again, go for someone who can play a little bit more special teams and yeah. uh, maybe fly around and maybe have some coverage skills as well. 
Yeah, so I mean, Sewell could probably play special teams and do a, a nice job. But yeah, as far as coverage skills, you know, there's something left to be desired there. Yeah, uh, definitely. And he doesn't have, he's not the most instinctual player. So it'll be interesting to to see how, where he ends up uh, going. His his prospect comparison on, on Draft Network is uh, Dante Howtower, which is pretty good. Oh, yeah, pretty, that is. Pretty nice comparisons. Of yes, it is. Anything like Dante Howtower. Uh, maybe I'm overlooking him. It, it's amazing, you know. Though he yeah, started steel. this this draft process, he he wasn't in you know the top ten, and then you know pe- people start to watch the tape and really get down to business, and and they start picking these guys apart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, well, Jolene, I think you rocked it. Keep up the good. I work. think everyone rocked it pretty much. I think yeah, that everyone did a nice job. Uh, thank you, everyone, for sending me mocks. We wouldn't have been able to do this episode without you. And we think your mocks are way more interesting than our mocks for the most part. So uh, keep sending them to us. We've got a few more days before the draft. Uh, so uh, reach out. Reach out to at orange underscore and underscore blue, uh, brew. Almost a blue uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up with your beer recommendations, anything draft-related, anything Broncos-related. We're happy to talk. Uh, but we're going to wrap it today. We've had a, uh, a long day, so we're going to we're gonna cut out on you a little bit early. But we will be back hopefully sometime this week. We will definitely be back with some draft reaction. Uh, That's you know, where it's going to get As fun. the weekend goes on, yeah, for sure. And, and keep an eye on the on the Orange and Brew uh, Twitter account. We'll be, we'll be posting some thoughts and polls and all sorts of stuff over draft uh weekend um but thank you again for listening we appreciate you be safe out there be kind to one another and go broncos go broncos how powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away connecting to remote operating room giving a whole new meaning to the term house call Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.